And then it's going to be John 4:14. 4, 53:5. John 4:14. 4, and then John 6:54. Uh, the second one is John 4:14, 4, and then John 6:54. So we're here to do battle this morning. We are not victims. We are warriors. We are soldiers. Let's say that together. We are not victims. We are warriors. We are soldiers. It doesn't matter how we look. It doesn't matter what color we are. It doesn't matter how old or how young. It doesn't even matter how we feel. Our feelings are not what we listen to. Amen? Amen. We listen to Jesus. We listen to the word of God. And we believe by faith in the word of God. It is our sword. The word of God is our sword. Amen? It's what we fight the enemy with. The word. We have to stand on it. We have to meditate on it day and night. We have to memorize it. Girls, remember when you memorized all those scriptures at camp? You did great. We need to do that. We need to do that. So this morning, as we have communion together, this little band of warriors, that's what you are, a little band of warriors, of mighty warriors. Don't listen to the lying devil. He's a liar. He'll tell you you're sick. He'll tell you you're weak. He'll tell you you're hopeless. He's a liar. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is the hope of this world. And he has given us everything we need to live a victorious Christian life. Say, victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. All right, now jump up and say it. Victory in Jesus. Come on, one more time. Come on. Victory in Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what weapon he has given us. We sang about it this morning. You know what he gave us? You know what the Lord God in heaven, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, gave us to win this war? He gave us Jesus. Amen? Amen. He is your weapon. And as we speak, as we sang this morning, we speak the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus to sickness. We speak the name of Jesus to disease. We pray in Jesus' name that all disease and all sickness, that, Lord, you would deliver us from sickness. You would deliver us from disease. We come against and we rebuke coronavirus. And we pray the spirit of God, the breath of God, the ruach, ruach, say ruach, 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 ruach. Come on, stop it. Ruach, ruach, ruach. That ruach means the breath of God. It's Hebrew for the breath of God. Ruach. And if you know someone who's come down with coronavirus, 
You rebuke it in Jesus' name. And you pray the ruach, the breath of God himself in their lungs in Jesus' name. And we pray for it this morning for those we know who have come down with this lying devil virus. We come against it in Jesus' name. And as we partake together of the body and blood of Jesus this morning, we, we partake of him for the healing of our bodies, for the healing of our bodies. Amen. Let's stand up and read this word together. Isaiah 53, 5. You all should memorize this. We all should memorize it, I should say. (laughs) Good job, Mama. (laughs) Ready? But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. Let's say that last section. And by his wounds we are healed. Amen. That's the word of God. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing through soul and spirit. And this morning we're going to partake of the body of Christ together in the name of Jesus. And we're going to partake of it together for healing for our bodies. Complete healing. Pray it. Complete healing. And by his wounds, we are healed. You have to do this all day long until the wounds are gone. Now, we made... I made unleavened bread this morning. This is the kind of bread that Jesus served the night that they had communion together. Just rip off a piece, rip off a piece. We're going to partake together of the body of Christ. Rip off a piece. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Okay, now Grace, John or Joe, John four fourteen. Let's read this together. But whoever drinks the water, all right. Let's read it together. <laughs> okay, ready? Here we go. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This is talking about the blood of Jesus. Next verse. John 6:54 This is why we're here this morning. This is why we're here partaking. Because Jesus said he actually said in the scriptures that in the day in the biblical days many people were dying. They were dying. They didn't know why. And it said because they weren't discerning the body and the blood. They weren't realizing the power. They weren't discerning the power of the body and the blood. And Jesus told them when they were in the upper room and they partook of the bread and the wine, he said, this is my body, this is my blood. And this is what you can do when I'm gone. You partake of me by power, by faith by faith in Jesus, by believing in him, and by believing in his word. Let's read this scripture together. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. Let's read it again. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. One more time. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. One more time. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. We hold the power of God in our hand. We hold the body of Jesus in our hand. As we partake, as we eat this body, whoever eats my flesh, whoever eats my flesh, we hold the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, holds the key to life, eternal life. And so this morning, Lord Jesus, we hold this bread up before you this morning. We hold it up to you, Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the stripes that you took. By your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, Lord, we proclaim healing over Dylan's back. We proclaim healing over Amy. We come against coronavirus. We pray the Ruach of God in her lungs. We come against coronavirus in Kevin, Debbie's brother-in-law, Lord. We come against cancer in Terry, Lord. We come against it. We rebuke it. We cast it out. Father, we pray for healing for all of us, Lord. We, we tend to take our, our sicknesses and we tend to proclaim them and we tend to nurture them and monitor them. But God, we lay them at the cross this morning. We lay them as, at the cross together as a body of believers where you say if we come together in unity, there is power. And we pray for that power this morning as we just simply surrender to you. And we partake of your body together in praise and thanks. Let us partake. Father, let the miracle, the supernatural power of God come upon us this morning. Let the supernatural power of God come upon us, O Lord. Lord, we just pray for healing to come. We pray for the miracle of healing to come by your hand, by your body, and by your stripes. And we thank you and we praise you together this morning, Lord. And then we take, Lord, the cup, the cup of your blood, and we hold it up before you in thanksgiving. Your blood, Lord, as we partake of you, as you say, Lord, we have to eat and drink. Lord, you couldn't have made it more clear. You couldn't have made it more clear. And Jesus, as we drink, from this cup of your blood, we pray that you would fill us with the power and presence of the Holy Ghost. We pray, Lord, that we would follow you, Jesus, because as we partake of your blood, we are sons and daughters of the living King. Hallelujah. We have been redeemed. We have been bought with a price. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the blood. 
And we pray for forgiveness of sin. We pray, God, send your holiness, your robe of righteousness, the white, beautiful robe of righteousness to cover us, God. And we thank you and praise you this morning. Let us partake together. Thank you, Lord. Wash us by the blood, Jesus. Wash us by the blood. Wash us, Lord, every part of us, Lord. And we just, we just praise you this morning. We thank you. We thank you, God, that you have given us everything we need in this life. And we stand here this morning, Lord, after partaking of the body and blood of Jesus. And we offer ourselves a living sacrifice holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service, Lord. And we praise you and thank you this morning. And I thank you for every person here. I pray that you would heal them. I pray that you would restore them. I pray that you would give them their youth restored like the eagles, Lord. Their youth, their energy, their creativity restored like the eagles. And Lord, just let us soar again with you, Jesus. And we praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody says, amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. I speak the holy name, Jesus. His name is power, his name is healing, his name is life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So yes, we want to continue lifting up Joe's cousin Amy, Debbie's brother-in-law Kevin, as they are healed in Jesus' name. Ed, healed in Jesus' name. Mom, healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> well, thank you, Jesus. We have now entered into a new year. Amen. Amen. We had great celebration at Joe and Lizzie's. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know that, you know, the night went by so fast. We had games and stuff, and all the kids were there. But boy, we had a blast. Amen. So what better way than starting a new year than giving to your God and King? Amen? Amen? Gracie, you want to come on down? It's time to take up an offering. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. We are given into the kingdom of God where rust and moth will not devour. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Think of it. How big of a bank account do you want in heaven? I want a big bank account in heaven. I want a savings account built up in heaven. Amen? So we need to be givers. Given. Given into the kingdom of heaven. So, Father, I just thank you and I just praise you right now in Jesus' name for all those that are giving. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord God, that you would increase in them and that you would prosper them, that you would prosper the work of their hands, that you would prosper their family. Lord God, that you would prosper their health. Lord God, and that you would be with them, that you would lead them, and that you would make straight their paths in Jesus' name. And that we would all listen to you, Lord God, and that we would follow you and that we would obey you. It's not just listening, it's obedience. Help us to be obedient to you, Lord God. And we need your help in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. This morning I was listening to Lance Wall now, just a little bit as I was preparing for my sermon. And it was on the, it was a prophetic 2022, the, you know, the, like the prophetic word for 2022. I didn't listen to all of it. I just started a little bit of the beginning of it. <clears throat> but there was something in there that 
was very exciting. And I thought, and I wanted to share it with you. The Jewish New Year, which they actually celebrate, I believe, in September. I'm not 100% sure of that, so don't quote me on that one. But the year that the Jewish people are in, the Hebrew year, is 5782. And in the Hebrew, each number has a letter. And each number not only has a letter, but it has a meaning. So I found that very interesting, and I wanted to share it. Because we have entered into a new season, a time with God, and on His prophetic timeline. Amen? We're moving along, whether we like it or not, because God is moving along. God is always moving forward. God has a plan. He's always had a plan from the very beginning of creation. When God said, let there be light, he had a plan from the be- of the end in the beginning. And God is, is working his plan all the time. His plan is in motion. And it's been in motion now for almost 6,000 years. <clears throat> and because we've entered a new season and a new time with God on his prophetic timeline. Uh, one of the pastors that we listen to a lot is called Pastor Paul Begley. He calls it a sign line, not a timeline, but a sign line because you can just follow the signs. <clears throat> but all, I want all of us this year, because we have a new year, nothing like starting things out fresh, right? We want to start out fresh, have a new year, kind of like Wash the old away and bring in the new. I want us all to be looking and seeking for the Lord this year. Because it can mean your very life. Obedience is huge. Not just listening, but obeying. And sometimes it's the obeying part that's the hardest. In Matthew 6... Chapter, or Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Well, what he was talking about earlier in that chapter was that they were worrying about their food, their shelter, their clothing. And God said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he'll give you all those things. You won't have to worry about it. Remember when Jesus sent out the two disciples, two at a time, they didn't take any money, they didn't take extra clothes or anything like that? And he said to them when they returned, did you guys lack anything? And they said, no, we lack nothing. And what does the word say? That that God takes care of the sparrows of the air. Won't he take care of you even more than those? So we have to learn to trust him. We have to learn to listen to him. To recognize his voice as sheep, right? We're called sheep. Sheep hear the master's voice. So we need to recognize his voice. And then we need to obey his voice, what he says. Because it can mean our very lives for what's coming upon the earth. So we're in the year 5782. You know what 5782 in the Hebrew years This is a Shemitah year, according to them, a Shemitah. Shemitah means a year of rest. So if you know your Bible and you know the laws in Exodus and in Leviticus, this is the seventh year. So this is the year when you are to rest the land, to be on a sabbatical, to rest yourselves. This is a year where the farmers do not grow or sow crops. Right? And they let... They let the poor people glean from what, whatever grows. It's called a Shemitah year. It's a sabbatical year. A year of rest. In the Hebrew, a year to let go or release. A year to let go or release. 
Think of that. What do you have to let go of? Or release that you didn't let go or release last year? It's because it probably wasn't meant to be. But this year God is saying, I want you to let go of that. I want to release you from that. You know, we can't move on to the next thing until we let go of the last thing. You can't take hold of what's new if you're holding on to what's old. Amen? So you got to let go of the old and prepare for the new. So there are a lot of prophets out there. Oh, before that, <laughs> I made some notes here from that little bitty thing I was listening to. So the Hebrew word for 5782, and I wish I, I need a whiteboard up here. Not to be like Lance Wall now, now or anybody else, but just because it would be easier for you to see all of this. So the letter 5, right, the number 5 is the Hebrew word for hey. Hey, H-E-Y. Which means to look, reveal, or breathe. Ruach. To breathe. That's what number five means. So if you're taking notes, the number five in the Hebrew is the word hey, H-E-Y. Like hey, hey. Let's all say it. hey, hey, there you go. So the letter seven, the number seven, means the word zane, which means, check this out, weapon or sword. Or crown. Right? The letter seven. The number seven means the word Zane in the Hebrew. Let's all say Zane. Zane. Which means sword or weapon or crown. <clears throat> the number eight. Right? For 5,782. 5, That's the Hebrew year that we're in. So the number eight means the word het or chet. I think it's het. Het. Which het means life. Life. Right? Can we say the word het? It's spelled C-H-E-I-T. So I don't know if it's Chet, chite, or height, 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 height. So you got to say it with a Hebrew act. Height, height. Oh, that sounds, that sounds German. <laughs> means life. So the number eight means chet, which means life. So the number two means bet, B-E-I-T, bet which means house, which means house. <laughs> My wife just looked at me funny because <laughs> of a prophecy that we were giving down in Morningstar. <clears throat> so, this is, what it, this is what they came up with. This is what Lance Wallnow came up with in his group there or whatever they're doing on their podcast. He thought... This is what they thought for putting all those together, all those numbers and all those words and all the meanings of the words. They said that the house of God is about to awaken. Isn't that amazing? That's what they got when they, make, they do all those things. To awaken or stir up. The house of God is about to awaken. Amen. And what Lance Wall now said is that 2022 is getting, he got a word from God that said that they were going to be getting recalibrated. And he said, your destiny will be revealed when you're in the right company. Ooh, think about that. How important it is to be in the right company. You'd rather be at the right place at the right time than at the wrong place in the wrong time. 
Trust me. You know, I've been in the wrong place at the wrong time too many times. But since I've been saved, God has put me in the right place at the right time. Amen. It's a miracle how that works. But your destiny will be revealed when you're in the right company. That means who are your friends or your family? You know, who, who is influencing your group? Who is influencing your life? Trust me, the people out there, they do influence your life. Who you hang around with is big. You know, it makes me think of when I play sports. You know, especially golf. I'm not golf, good at golf at all, by no means. I am not a good golf player. I'm a hacker. I'm a, I'm a divot maker, you know. But I do play better at golf when I'm playing with somebody who is better than I am. Almost every time you will play a sport better when you're playing with somebody who's better than you are. You increase your skill level. It's amazing. But if you play with somebody who is worse than you, then you play terrible. I've done it before at golf many times. It's so crazy how it works, but it's so true. It's who you hang around with and who influences you. Are you hanging around with godly people? Are you speaking about God? Are you listening to God? Are you listening to worship? Or are you hanging around worldly people who are listening to... <laughs> My wife is raising her hand. Oh, no, I'm afraid. No, go ahead. Oh, my golf experience. We're going back to golf again. So my wife wants me to tell you a story. We were taking lessons at golf, right? And we were taking lessons at the links, which is like down in, in, in Binghamton area. That's like a pristine course. They got like amateur pros, whatever there, that teach lessons. And so our golf instructor... First, he calls me, you look like a gorilla with a toothpick. Magilla gorilla. My wife says Magilla gorilla. I look like Magilla gorilla with a toothpick, he says. I told my wife last night I look like a juggernaut. I'm getting, I look, it's so crazy how when you get older, how you're like, everything changes. You transform. But, so anyways, we're witnessing to this in golf instructor. And I said, with God, anything is possible. And you see that flag out there? I said, with God, I can hit that flag. And I, I have a witness. My wife is right there. She witnessed it. And I hit that flag. And I hit that flag so square that that flag bounced from one end of the ground to the other. I'm like, boom, boom. You could not deny that I hit that flag. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. And then not only did it once, but I did it twice and the instructor was on the ground, and he was, he was amazed. He's like, I can't believe it. And I said, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> and it's true. Huh? I have a, my wife there witnessed the whole thing. Both of them were in amazement. We're laughing our heads off. But yes, that actually happened. And it's never happened. Well, let's see. I played in the tournament last summer, and I hit the flag again. Just nicked it, but not like I hit it so square. I mean, that was amazing. That was God. That was all God. But that's a true story. <clears throat> but thank you, Jesus. God is good. So number 5,782, 5, the year in the Hebrew that we are in, Lance Wallnow is saying is that the house of God is about to awaken. And I'm going to tell you what, the house of God, the church of God, needs to awaken. We need to be alive. We need to be alive. We need to come alive. You know, we need to ignite that candle that's burning within us. The 
There are a lot of prophets out there right now. And there are a lot of predictions out there right now for this coming year and what's going to happen. There are a lot of warnings. All kinds of them are warning of calamities, that of earthquakes and water events and planets that are discovered behind the sun. Where's my astronomer over there? Where's my NASA scientist? There he is. They just discovered a planet on the other side of the sun. They say it's headed toward Earth. And that they've not been able to see it all these years because of the angle of the earth and the sun being right in its path. There's so many things out there that are mysteries to us. There's so many things out there that we don't even know what's going on. But thank God we have a God who's put everything in motion. God knows everything. He's breathed out every sun, every star, created every, created the earth, created all the planets, the universes, the galaxies, the solar system. He did the whole thing. Right down to the very DNA, to the smallest little molecule, to the smallest little atom, to the smallest little nucleus that's in your body that makes you up. He knows every bit of you. He can count every hair on your head. He knows the words you're going to say. He knew you before you were created in your mother's womb. It's amazing. But thank God we have a God who's in charge. And you don't have to be a prophet to know that what is going on. And that the world is changing dramatically. You don't need to be a prophet to know that. The weather is all over the place, up and down. Just the last two days, we had 52-degree weather in January in upstate New York. It was beautiful. It was warm. And now today, we got freezing rain. And the temperatures are going to drop down to 16 at night. So you got this weather that's going like this. It's all off the charts. Even the weathermen can't describe the things that are coming in the size of the storms. They don't know of that last tornado that touched down that went 270-some miles. Think of that, 270-some miles. They still haven't classified that thing yet. They know it was an F5, but they think it could have been an F6, which they've never had an F6, which are wind speeds of over 300 miles an hour. And they say, and the prophets are saying, that these things are going to increase. And it's not even the prophets the Word of God says these things are going to increase in number. All you got to do is read the Word. It's going to get worse before it gets a lot better. But we have to be careful not to fall into despair. Right? Even though it's going to get worse... Before it gets better, we got to be careful not to fall into despair, not to fall into discouragement or depression. Right now there is a state of depression over the United States, over our nation, over our state. That's terrible. I mean, you can look outside and be depressed. It's gray, gloomy, rainy. Even though it's warm, it's been overcast. I think Binghamton is, shows the least amount of sun. In the whole nation. So it's easy to have a really high rate of depression in our area. But we shouldn't be depressed. We shouldn't fall into despair. I'm telling you, we are in a battle. And it's a spiritual battle. Right now is more than ever. We are in a strong spiritual battle. And we got to shake it off. Amen? Amen? We got to shake it off. It's a spiritual battle for our very lives, our very souls, our very spirit. And the devil is a very real adversary. And his demons are very real. That's why there's an increase of exorcisms across the world. Like never before, the Catholic Church doesn't have enough priests that can perform exorcisms. 
We're not dealing not just in the Catholic Church, but even in the Pentecostals. There's such a need for deliverance right now. Deliverance is on the rise. My wife is laughing because I don't know all the denominations. It doesn't matter. All I know is that the devil's out there. He's real. His demons are real. And there's a high demand for deliverance. Amen? All over the place. We're seeing plagues. We have this Omicron. It's going to lock down. We're going to try to lock down the nation again. Try to lock down our state. Our state of New York State is terrible. Our leadership is terrible. We need to be praying that God would either remove the evil that's in our government in our states or that their hearts would be changed. That should be a daily prayer for all of us. Amen? Amen. All this stuff, everything I've said, you don't have to be a prophet to know. You just got to read your word. It's all written. Jesus told us all about it in Luke 21, in Matthew chapter 24. He told us all about these things. But what we have to do is we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep our eyes on that straight and narrow path. We have to follow him. We have to hold on to what he's given us and not let the devil steal it. Or destroyed, even though it might be a little bit. The word of God says that he will not extinguish even the smallest ember inside of you. You hold on to that small ember. And you pray that the Ruach, as my wife was saying earlier during communion, that the Ruach, the breath of God, would flame that little ember into a mighty flame, into a mighty fire. Amen? Amen. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. The devil doesn't want you to know who you are or what's inside of you. The devil wants to bind you up, cast you down, keep you in a state of depression, keep you in a state of despair, keep you in a state of discouragement. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9, it says, But we have this treasure... Well, I want you all to, let's all stand up and say that. Come on. Come on. Come on, church. Stand up. We can say it together. We'll read it together. 2 Corinthians verses 4, 7 through 9. We'll just read, we'll just read verse 7. But we have this treasure. Say it. Come on. We can say it better than that. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not us. Let's say it again. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. To show this all-surpassing power is from God and not us. You have a treasure in you. You may be seated. You have a treasure inside of you. You are a jar of clay. Didn't God make you and mold you from the dirt? Didn't he form you? For you women, he took a rib out of a man. But it all stemmed from clay. God formed you. You are a treasure. Inside of you is something that is more precious. More powerful. He said, all, I like that, all surpassing power, all surpassing, nothing can come against you. No weapon shall prosper. No plague shall come near your tent. Amen. You just read Psalms 91. All surpassing power. Just like John G. Lake, when that... When he put the bubonic plague in his hand, it died. It died. Because of the all-surpassing power of the life that's in Christ. Killed that plague. Amen? All-surpassing power. Amen. 
says that in verse 8 and 9, it says that we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Amen? We are hard pressed on every side. But praise God, we give joy. Do you know what the letter do you know what the word hay also stands for? There's a pictograph of the word hay. Do you know what the pictograph is? It's a man with his arms up. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, girls back there? A pictograph. It's a man with his arms up. When I saw that, I said, Praise God. Hallelujah. That means we need to praise. Hey, when I say hey, you say praise. Hey. 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 That's right. We need to praise God. Lift our hands up and praise. Hey. 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 There you go. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. We might be hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Because we got this all-surpassing power inside us. And these jars of clay. We might be perplexed. We might not understand what is going on around us. Right? We might not understand everything that we see in the heavenlies. We might not understand what's going on around us. To our nation. Or to the world. But don't fear, because God does. We might be perplexed on what we see, but we don't live by sight, do we? We live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're not crushed or perplexed. We're not in despair. We're not running around with chickens with our heads cut off in despair. We have total control because Christ is in control. We have nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to run around or fret about or, or fuss about. Because God is in control. Persecuted, but not abandoned. You know, my God said to me that he will never leave us. He will never fail us. And he will never forsake us. And you stand on that word. Even though you might be alone, being persecuted, you can just say in your mind, and you can say it out loud, that I'm never alone. God will never fail me. He'll never forsake me. And he'll never leave me. Right to the very end, Jesus says that I will never leave you. Struck down, but not destroyed. You know, they might kill this clay vessel. But they can't kill the Spirit of God that's in me. Amen. They might be able to strike me down in the flesh. But I'm going to tell you what. What did we read in, in uh, communion today? That we will rise up and live. Rise up. Amen. We don't, we're not afraid. We look forward to the days that are coming. With joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. And don't let the devil... Lie to you about that. Don't let the devil snare you up. Just think of the letter, the number five. Think of the word hey and lift your hands up in praise. Amen. Hey. 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 Amen. Just start praising God. From which all blessings flow. Praise God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise Him all, you heavenly host. 
Praise you all creatures here below. <laughs> That's right. It actually goes out like, Praise you all, heavenly hosts. Praise you creatures here below. Praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise you, praise you, praise you. <laughs> you know what I mean. You just start praising. Amen. That's all that matters. Praise God. We are going to see a year of tremendous breakthrough and tremendous awe. And you know why? Because God is coming. The kingdom of God is coming. What did Jesus preach? He preached the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is here. When Jesus was on this earth, the kingdom of God was there. Wherever he went was the kingdom of God. And not only that, but Jesus left us the deposit of the Holy Ghost. So wherever we go, we're bringing the kingdom of God with us and all the attributes of the kingdom of God, all the power, all the love, all the joy, all the glory of the kingdom of God. Every step we take, the bride of Christ is awakening. The sleeping giant is coming to life. You know, there was a prophecy in South America years ago of that sleeping giant waking up years ago, back I think in the 60s. Might have been before then. I can't quite remember the whole prophecy. But yeah, the sleeping giant is awakening. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says this. Therefore, since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. That is what is happening to the church today. Thank God it's awakening because it's been losing heart. I'm going to tell you what, when you put all your heart into something, when your heart is set on something, you are going to see that that something gets accomplished. Right? You're going to do it with all your strength, all your mind. Where your heart is. Right? Where do you put your heart? We need to have a full heart to God. We do not lose heart. But rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception. Nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary... By setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those that are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the mind of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. <clears throat> For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus, Christ as the Lord, and ourselves as his servants. For Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? That's what we have. We have this light shining in our hearts. Amen. So we hold on and we stand on the promises of God that he has made us because he who's made us will not fail us. He has never failed me yet, and he will never fail you. All things must come to pass. His word is going to come to pass. And we'll be that generation that will do the greater things that the Bible talks about. We just have to hold on to what you have in Christ and don't let it go. 
Don't let them steal it from you. In Revelations chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, it says, Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, that's what we have to do, endure patiently, trusting, not wavering, not in despair, not in the desperation, not in the discouragement. We have to endure patiently, knowing what's happening right now in our world is that the kingdom of God is coming, this earth is quaking and shaking, and things are moving out of the way because God is making straight his path to come to set up his kingdom on earth, the new Jerusalem, the new kingdom of heaven. We have to endure patiently. I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world. Amen. Amen. God, keep us from that hour of trial that's coming upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God, and I will also write him, write on him my new name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just as Saul got the name Paul, that you'll get a new name. And God will write it on you himself. And he'll even give you a stone with a new name on it. Amen? Amen? We just have to endure. Endure patiently. Trusting, not wavering, just knowing that these things must take place for the kingdom of God to come upon this earth. To get rid of all evil. Because we got a millennial reign coming. A thousand years of no devil, of no Satan. A thousand years of Christ on this earth reigning in his glory. Can you imagine that? No temptation. No evilness. Just holiness and righteousness and joy and peace and love. That's the paradise of heaven right there. Amen? That's what's coming. That's what we got to look forward to. Amen? So, Father, I praise you and I thank you, Lord. Help us. To listen to you this year, 2022, the year, the year that the house of God is about to awaken, the year that the house of God is about to awaken, help us to be stirring that pot, Lord God, in our hearts, to Lord God, to stir and to, and to, flan, and to fan that flame with the Ruach breath of God. To stir ourselves up, to build ourselves up, so that we can endure patiently, knowing what's coming. I pray this, Lord God, I pray this over your people. I pray that you would encourage us. I pray against the devil, and I bind him up in Jesus' name, and I cast him out of this place, and I cast him out of this hill. I cast him out of your lives. I cast him out, and I put a hedge of protection around you and your family. In all of this place, in Jesus' mighty name, let Lord God, when our eyes are open and we see, look out over the hills, that we see all the flaming chariots of God surrounding us and keeping us and keeping you. You don't have to be afraid because there are more with us than there are of them. The devil only swept away a third of heaven. That means two-thirds of the angels' armies of God are with them. That are with God in heaven and are with us. And with that two-third and a th whatever the amount is of your saints here on earth and all the saints that have gone before us, the devil and his dominions don't have a chance. Don't have a chance, Lord Jesus. And I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. We bind them up and cast them out. Set the captives free, Lord God. I pray that we'd be, be the light and we'd be the salt. Lord God, that we would take back what the devil has stolen from us 
Not only that, that we would draw people out of darkness and into your wonderful light, that they can be saved. Lord God, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hey! 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 Amen. I think we should do our praise circle up here, and we need to lift up Amy and Kevin and all those that are sick and bind up this COVID in Jesus' name. Amen? So let's all gather together and do praise ten times. Oh my soul.